Welcome back to another episode of Texas by Design. I'm Kevin Cron, Chief Public Market Officer at Jones & Carter. Uh, we're excited to, to continue our conversation with Jeff Moshek with the City of Houston. Jeff, thank you for being here again today. Thanks for the invite, I'm excited. Well, we talked a lot about expectations. We talked about how you're kind of managing full life cycle approach, um, project kickoff meetings and really setting those expectations up front, you know, for the entire delivery team seem to be very important. Um, can, you, can you talk to us a little bit about how you've really reinvented the way that you handle kickoff meetings to set expectations okay. so that yeah. you know, really at the end, you're getting what, what we're setting out to get. So in the past, our kickoff meetings were uh, maybe the consultant, project manager, uh, project manager supervisor, and then maybe one representative from operations, right? And we'd kick it off and we would talk about what the scope may be. Um, but it seemed like it, it seemed like the correct people weren't in the room because uh, that had that were stakeholders to this process. Um, and right. so what we started to do is really make sure we're inviting everybody into the same room yep. and talk about what is the again, the why of the project, the goal of the project, and what is it that we need to do and how long, when is it that we need to deliver? And so we've started inviting um, pretty much all the stakeholders. Um, and when I say stakeholders, I'm talking about a, 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 a handful of people from operations, sure. not just one representative. Um, I talk about our real estate team because real estate, you know, it takes us roughly 18 months. Uh, no matter how, how efficient we become, it right. does take 18 months. So we want to make sure that they're aware of what we're looking at and how we're looking at it and what our thoughts processes are. Because one another thing I've learned is engineers are horrible real estate agents. We, <laughs> we think the property is easy to, uh, uh, to purchase, and it's really not. There's right. a lot of hiccups that can come across from that. Uh, our survey team, and then even we invite our contracting group to help with anything that the consultant may have uh, getting them under contract. So we talk a lot, about, it's a long meeting, it's a lot longer than what it used to be, but I think it's become efficient because we're starting, we talk about it at the front end versus a couple of progress meetings later. Yeah, but once again, it sounds like you're seeing the benefits and mm -hmm. schedules and improved schedules and delivery of expectations. Are you, you starting to see that on the back end? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. We've uh, really, uh, made a turn for the better in my opinion when it comes to that I'm, I'm seeing i'm seeing my whiteboard you know there used to be a litany of projects right. on there that were on my radar and i'm seeing the seeing it slowly shrink and it's not because of the workload but yeah. it's because we're handling things and getting it off of our radar right right, right. so I, i'm definitely seeing uh efficiencies gained in that right right well, I want to I want to talk a little bit about expectations, but also risk management. You know, you and I okay. talked previously about yeah. really the risks associated with projects, and really the the goals of the city to understand those risks and and put a really a management plan around that. Can you can you go into a little more detail for us around how you are identifying risk and then really working with the consultant team and really all the stakeholders to go out and manage those risks throughout the project delivery process? I would love to. Yeah. Uh, so. When we reorganized, one of the things that we did set up was a project management office. And the project manage management office for this organization is to really make sure standards and, and uh, processes are identified. And then also assist with any other project management type things like how do we develop a schedule. Uh, another thing that's right. what you're talking about is the risk registry. So we've developed a template risk registry um, that is really going to be a living document. And the project manager should begin using that actually at the kickoff meeting. Um, 
and and all the way through the construction project. Um, what we've used to do is at the end of the construction project, we would do a lessons learned, and it would be for all the the entire uh, life cycle of the project. Um, but then it would just like go into this repository of nothing. Right. And the goal will be now that this risk registries, this living document all the way through, when we get to the end, we can capture that and put it into our standard template and right. use it for the future. So, so that's the goal of the risk registry. Now, I'll adamantly, uh, freely admit, I should say, that uh, we're, not, we're not all in. Again, right. we're very young in this. Um, right. I remember even when we were engineering and construction, we were trying to drive home uh, a risk registry at like 60% on construction type issues and consultant firms would come with it, but they would come with a list of about 10 things and nine out of 10 already addressed, right? And that's not really the intent of a risk registry. Right. It should be a right. living document trying to identify things. If this happens, what do we do? So we're slowly growing into that, but yeah. if People out there that are doing work for us uh, or with us uh, see that we're not doing it. It's because the project <laughs> managers are still young right. and trying to figure this out in this world. Well, I really appreciate the fact that you guys are taking these lessons learned, bringing them back to the forefront. I think, you know, even what I've seen throughout different times of my career is, is you learn a lesson, and I don't mind learning a lesson, but you hate learning it two or three times, you know. So, so bring it back in and putting it into the templates, um, it seems to be a great, great way of actually bringing it to the forefront so that in the future we learn it and we actually, we actually can uh, truly address it on future projects. So yeah, that's great. Uh, we're excited about it. I, I know I am. Great. So. Have you seen that um, really lead to, to better quality? Uh, with the delivery of your projects, um, I've seen I've seen some. Again, the risk registry is young, so really what we're trying to do is train staff on how to really utilize it. Right. Um, uh, the The quality, I would say, the quality that I've seen is more from this uh, from the project manager being there okay. from the beginning to the end. I, I've seen gotcha. uh, projects go a lot smoother during the construction phase. Um, I've seen even the accept acceptance donor operators are having less heartache accepting. Right the uh, the work so i have seen improvement in that yes that's but great. the risk registry we're, we're going to continue to evolve in that right way. right yeah. right well you mentioned yeah obviously the, the the cip that you deliver is very diverse you, know, you have the facility projects you know behind the fences projects on the water and wastewater side lift stations and such but then you also are involved with a lot of, of projects that are out there um, in, in public corridors and, and involve a lot of community engagement can you talk about the differences between and kind of how you structure your team to address that but the differences between um, really the stakeholders on a facilities project versus some of these stakeholders that you're going to be engaged with on some of the the linear projects that you deal with there at the city okay so yeah um I had, I've got the fortune of being able to do both types of projects right. as, uh, working in the construction branch. And so I could see the needs mm -hmm. of each type of project, the facilities project behind the fence versus mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. horizontal project that's in the public right away. And when we were reorganizing, one of the things that I really wanted to address was to uh, develop, um, what would it be, um, how to interact during the course of a project, depending right. upon what type of project you have. So the horizontal work, you know, a lot of times you're having to deal with the public and, and uh, citizen complaints and things like that. And so you have to have a, uh, have a um, talent, let's say, of being able to listen and, and digest what they're saying and not necessarily react, but respond to their concerns. 
all right? Um, and then you also have to have that knowledge of what is truly a public concern and right. how can we design right. around that versus uh, behind the fence, our concern is making sure our owner operators are happy and they're able to continue uh, right. taking in wastewater and, uh, and uh, pushing out drinking water. Right. And so we don't want to interrupt that. So we have to have open ears on how to deliver those and what is it that they're looking out of this project for their facility and can they operate and maintain it once we're done. That's um, great. So, so it's taken, I, I wanted to divvy it up so that they can, they can hone in on their skills for those type of deliveries. Right, so same process, same delivery process, different focus area. Correct. That's Correct. great, that's great. Next topic we'd like to talk about is just really current challenges, disruptions, and really innovations that you see really coming into the marketplace there, uh, really across really all the municipal marketplace. You know, you're ma managing a diverse staff. Uh, how are you addressing today's challenges in the workplace? Yeah, with, uh, with COVID, we're having to be very dynamic, which a public agency is not used to being very dynamic, right? Yeah. And, and the managers are, you know, it, it's interesting. Uh, what I've seen is that everybody uh, has different situations at home regarding COVID, right? So we have to be flexible yeah. with staff. We have to understand that they may have, you know, one, one thing may not fit one's needs, but it may fit another. And so we've been very flexible. The telework system for us has been um, working really well. Great. I, have, uh, I personally have been very happy with it because uh, we've gotten a lot, we've gotten away from paper. And uh, when I first came to the organization, we were very paper driven. And so this has made us become more efficient. And, uh, Great. And so between that and really having to make sure that we're listening to staff, it's, it's been the important things on it. Slowing down a little bit, yeah. but setting, that's great, that's yeah. great. So how's your team, you know, we talk about working with, you work with consultants on a day-to-day -day basis. So how's your team really working with consultants in this remote environment? Oh, uh, good question. Uh, I'm actually very, very proud of this part of the um, uh, COVID as far as how our employees have reacted to it or responded to it. Um, I'm seeing them work um, even hours after they're, supposed to be off. Um, they're being very responsive to the consultants' needs and the consultants are being responsive to their needs. And, and so it's become a situation where it's not a matter of am I clocking in eight to five, it's more what do I need to do today to get the job done. Yeah. And I've seen, I, I, they've all stepped up, every single one of them. It's really made me very proud of the organization. Yeah. That's great. That's great. It's funny how out of a crisis, so many good things are coming out of it. Uh, we're going to look back, and there's going to be things that, that we did in yesteryear, so to speak, that, uh, that we're not going to do moving forward, you know, right. because we found a better way. So that's fantastic to see a lot of good coming out of this, this, uh, this pandemic. And quite frankly, I haven't really heard from the consultant community that they're not getting what they need. So, you know, typically I always go by the mantra, no news is good news. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so kind of on that mantra, Communication is always so important. Um, so how are you managing expectations or how is communication, are you managing communication so that you drive better expectations really across everything that you do? Well, I still, you know, I still keep, I, I personally go into work every day. And so I still keep my whiteboard <laughs> active and I make sure right. that we're talking about those needs uh, with staff all the time and, and that they continue to understand that these are goals that we need to meet 
uh, you're knowing that we're not here together working we're still working together and that we got to continue to hit these goals so it's just continuing to openly have dialogue with everybody continue and, to work at yeah, it yeah. and make sure that yeah. make sure that, that if there's any needs that they need from me that i'm here for them because i can i can help and so great yeah. great so what what uh, what about innovations? You know that was really the third part of this topic. Is, is talking about innovations or ideas that you're excited about that's going to save the city of Houston, really the, the taxpayers and other folks' money moving into the future. Uh, so I mentioned our uh, project management office a little while ago. Um, what over the past year, what we've been implementing or trying to implement is a uh, software as a service, and uh, we selected Origo, okay. A A U R I G O. And what, what it is, is just a, they've got around the country, they have a project management software is what it boils down to. And it goes from a little bit of programming planning all the way through the construction phase. And so the hope is this is more cloud-based. So the hope is that we can become more interactive with the consultants. We can become more interactive with the contractors. Our, our inspectors can actually go out there with this, uh, with with this cloud-based uh, system software That's great. on their tablet and take pictures, take notes of where they're at, and then GPS-wise, it'll say this is where you're at versus trying to, when I was an inspector, having to handwrite everything and right, make right, notes right. of what station I'm at. Um, so we're, we're very excited about this. Um, hopefully early next year is when it'll roll out. Obviously, there will be a phased approach as far as rolling it out. But that's that's one area that we've really worked on. Another area that we're working on is that uh, Houston Permanent Center has a project doc system to get plans through. Uh, Capital Projects has never really utilized that system. Yeah. And so we are working for towards early next year, starting to really use that system versus the consulting community having to deliver 13 sets of you know, 200 great. sheet plans to our office. Hopefully we, we can cut down on the cost there for both parties and uh, really just become more efficient in the plan review. Um, we have electronic plan review rooms set up in, on uh, the floor I'm at as well as the floor that infrastructure delivery is at. And, you know, if anybody wants to come down and use it, yep. they can use it. And uh, anyway, so we're excited about that. And then the final thing is that um, when we when we started using uh, the DocuSign versus uh, versus paper, um, it took a while for staff to get used to that. They've gotten very comfortable with that, so we're moving towards trying to have the mylars as a DocuSign process versus wow. everybody having to come down to wherever that is or us go wherever you are and have it signed. So, so those are three things that jumped into my mind right that's, away. That's definitely a big change, not having to go down and sign mylars and stuff yes. the way we used to. Yes. <laughs> so, no, that's great. That's great. And it sounds like I love how you guys are layering technology really around this full project lifecycle approach that we've been talking about. And we have a, and we have some other software that, or some programs that are being developed within the Capital Project to help us keep track of our metrics. Oh, that's and, fantastic. Uh, it, it'll it'll improve continuously, and so so that way we can see where the hiccups are, and not just know that it's taken us too long, but if, if when we get it set up properly, we'll be able to identify where those are and target right. those areas that need to be targeted. Great. Well, fantastic. Well, Jeff, that's all we have for today. We thank you so much for being a part of our program. It's definitely a pleasure and an honor to hear um, what, what you guys have ongoing over at the city of Houston. So thank you once again for being a part of our program. Well, I really appreciate the invite. I appreciate the opportunity to get the word out. Um, again, it's, it's the team has really been doing a lot of great work over the last three years. So I, I thank you for the opportunity to tell everybody. 
Oh, that's great, yeah. that's great. And thank you for joining us today on Texas by Design. If you enjoyed our episode, please give us a five-star rating, subscribe, and keep an eye out for new episodes of Texas by Design. Thanks again and see you next time.